This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason. And... Shear. <laughs> I'm glad you got that in there. We didn't know who you were, Jason. Um, Arizona football is going to be playing our awesome rivalry game that we look forward to every year to beat the scum devils at asu it's always fun to beat them here too but unfortunately we have to go there and we will be there shelby well no we won't be wearing home field apparel can't be because we are impressed but if i could go as a fan i would be wearing home field apparel because they have a special black friday deal for 20 percent off and if you don't want to do that you don't like the number 20 you'd rather do the number 15, <laughs> uh, enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, all caps, Juan Palabra, that's word, uh, <laughs> and you'll get 15% off, 20% off if you want to do the Black Friday. If you email me, you're no, you can't decide between 15 or 20. Uh, I can try to work out a 17 and a half percent Ooh, off. Splitting percentages. But, also, I need to go back to something. You said Juan Palabra. No, I said... No, no, you said Juan. It's like said, like it was a, a dude. Like I'm so tired. I said Juan Palabra. I'm sorry, Juan or Juan? No, one. <laughs> anyway, I think someone should make a Juan Palabra stand account on X. That's my porn name. That's Jason's porn name. Um, anyway, Home Field Apparel, there's multiple codes. We just told all of you the codes. And uh, if you like 20% off, which is a little more... Uh, money in your pocket then use that one black friday code will only probably be temporary through the weekend so anyway asu arizona rivalry game it is the territorial cup the alleged longest uh standing rivalry in college football or you know whatever i don't know there's a it's it's a very murky if you go to the actual alumni page and read about it let's just cut the crap shelby this is a big day for you returning to sun devil stadium do you want to tell people why because (laughs) years ago uh i went to the arizona game against asu years ago it was i mean like literally probably 10 years ago with my uh maternal unit donna (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shelby loves her brother. <laughs> I don't. I my I call my mother Donna. All right, that's a whole so, different podcast. That's a whole other story. But anyway, Donna and I went to the game, and Jason was in the press. It was. I don't know if anyone else remembers this. It was literally the coldest day in Phoenix history. It was so freaking cold. I was pretty warm. Bitter. It was raining. Wind, too, right? and it was raining, and this it was back, awful. This is back in the day when Arizona lost. I think lost. it was Stoops. When Arizona think, lost, and you used to blame me for the losses. I think it That's was. I think Stoops was. was the coach, maybe right before the downfall. Anyway, Ooh. it was literally the worst. 
fucking weather Show of all me. time. And then Arizona lost, and the ASU fans were insufferable, of course. And, like, somebody threw a bottle at us as we were walking to our car. I mean, it was just walking the gauntlet of hell to get to our car. And I vowed I would not go back to ASU to watch a game there ever again. I would only go to the rivalry game if it was here. And I am breaking my rule to a certain degree. I'm not going as a fan. I'm going as press. Just going as a crip. But I'm going to, you know, back the A, Mike, Michael Luke. There is a 0% chance that Shelby will be able to be silent throughout the whole game. I'm mostly wondering how she's going to be able to balance the two. Well, we usually squeeze each other's knee like something big's happening. So as long as I can, like, do that, I think I'll be fine. I think I only yipped once last Saturday, obviously. I think it was during that interception by Stukes. But um, I am going, and I'm excited to go. Jason, are you ready? I've, I've been ready. Been ready. Okay. I was I just, calling a lawyer. I, I, didn't I was know looking if, for lawyers in, in uh, Phoenix. Right? I didn't know if you were calling Juan Palabra or Tio Gumo, so I was just <laughs> making sure. <laughs> That's what happens when you ask Aurora to speak Spanish. We asked our daughter to say so. She was joking around and saying something in Spanish. And she said she's she really said, good in Spanish She said, class. I'm really good in Spanish class. Yo soy Dora. Tio Gumu. Or no, Gumu estas. And we're like, what the hell is Gumu? It's como estas. Anyway, now we have a family joke. We say Tio, I want to tell someone Tio else Gumu. something funny that happened to us, and then we'll get started. Okay. We were in Trader Joe's the other Oh, night. my God. And our kids were, Brielle was misbehaving a little bit. And oh, it was, went, and it was just a long day. And Shelby very obviously jokingly said, don't have kids. <laughs> and what did the woman at the register The girl say? behind the register. Keep in mind, she's like like this college kind of like intellectual brunette glasses. And she looked at me because I, I mumbled like, don't have kids. And she looked at me. She's like, what if I was pregnant right now? Like, she was so offended. Like, I clearly was joking, and I have not had someone re- reply to that. And I just looked at her, and I was like, what did I tell her? I said, uh, I said it would still be funny. <laughs> it would still be funny. She didn't talk to us the She rest didn't, of literally didn't talk or look at us the rest of being checked out. So I was obviously kidding. Kids can be hard to deal with sometimes. It's a different podcast. All right, let's jump in. Um, anyway. <laughs> What type of team has ASU been this season, Jason, as you giggle? Uh, very inconsistent. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. Um, very inconsistent. You know, I, I, they're weird. Is that a good answer? Yeah. You know, the thing with ASU is I, I think, he, you know, I want to make sure I'm not giving too much, too much credit to ASU. I know, I know who butters my bread, so yeah. to speak. But yeah. uh, it's Shelby. But uh, they've had a ton of injuries. I mean, they've started Rashada, Conover, Pine, Borgay. Uh, you know, they, and so their quarterback situation is a mess, their O-line, all that. Um, so, you know, but their last four games, it's, it's weird because, again, they beat Southern Utah. They played Oklahoma State pretty well. Uh, they didn't, they got killed against Fresno, killed against the Sea. They only lost to Cal by three, only lost to Colorado by three, only lost to Washington by eight. Then they beat Washington State, who, as it turns out, sucks. Lose to Utah 55-3. to three. But then they beat UCLA with a third-string quarterback, and they get murdered against Oregon. So I'll say this. I mean, I, you could very much make the case um, 
you know, that they're not like, I, I think Jed Fish's Arizona team in his first year was considerably worse than this team because I, you're going to hear comparisons this week about um, the rebuilding process and all that. Uh, it, it is to me, I, I think this ASU team has much more talent overall and is more ready than what Jed Fish took over. Okay. Oh, uh, you mean like it, the Sun Devils didn't have their cupboard completely bare? It was bare? basically like me and Slot. Oh, okay. It was like anybody. Combat. Hey, that cheerleader in the stands could do it. Um, what are you expecting to see from the ASU offense? Well. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what's like. We don't know. Like, I'll, I'll say this. I have a feeling. It's just a feeling. So ASU only has one open practice. Uh, this week, and that was Tuesday. Um, so we don't really know yet. I don't know if they're meeting with Dillingham or whatever. We're, we're recording this Tuesday night, by the way. So, I mean, they could meet with Dillingham one more time. I don't know. Um, but I have a feeling Jaden Rashada plays. Um, if not, it'll be Trenton Bourget. Um, You know, they're throwing Cameron Scadabo at <laughs> quarterback. Uh, they're throwing Jalen Connors at quarterback. They're throwing cheerleaders. At, you know, it's... Borgay is what he is. Uh, he completes 60% of his passes, which isn't bad, but he's got no arm. Uh, he's only averaging six yards of completion. Um, you know, one touchdown to four interceptions. He has one touchdown in 248 attempts. The ASU Sun Devils, as a team, have seven passing touchdowns to 12 interceptions the entire season. Um, you know, Borgay, he, he, he's... I, I think he gets sometimes gets a bum rap. I'm not going to pretend like he's an awesome quarterback, um, but he gives it his all, plays his butt off. You know, he played well against Washington State. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't throw a pick, but completed 73% of his passes. Uh, against Colorado, he was fine. He threw for 335 yards, and against Cal, he threw for 344 yards. The issue is that he only has one touchdown, and um, that was uh, against Colorado. And he's also had some really bad games uh, you know, you take a look at what he did against Utah. Um, he was not Utah, sorry, uh, against Washington. He was terrible. He completed 26 of 47 passes for only 196 yards and had that game losing pick six, basically. Against UCLA, he wasn't good. Against Oregon, uh, he wasn't good. So inconsistent, right? And if he starts, I think the offense is very limited. There's only so much you can do, swinging gate, all that. If Rashada starts, um, I think that, well, I know that the ASU offense is capable of doing more. Now, again, we shouldn't pretend like Jaden Rashada is going to come in and be amazing. We don't know. Like against Oklahoma State, he was awful. He had 167 yards, 55%, one touchdown, one pick. Against Southern Utah, he came in, had a deep pass, and you saw the uh, the overall uh, the, the ceiling, like glimpses of the ceiling, the potential for Rashada. Um, but again, three touchdowns, one pick, 56% of his passes completed, took four sacks on the, in two games. Um, it's not like he's a runner. You know, it's, it, his QB rating is 27, right, in, in, in two games. And When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, for all for all the love that he gets, and again, I, I think he is the best option, right? Um, but, you know, it, it's you take a look at the overall QB rating, it's not that much higher than than other guys. And so... Um, you know, that's something that I think you gotta, you gotta keep an eye on. So I, I think their offense overall, uh, has more potential with Rashada. And I think at Rashada also, you know, if they have Rashada, they're not going to do the stuff where Cameron Scadabo is at quarterback throwing and swinging gate and all that. I think it'll be more of a traditional offense. I mean, Scadabo has thrown 14 passes, 130 yards. He's completed six, but he's he actually has the highest average as a running back. In past completions, he had a really bad pick the other day, um, and then Jalen Conyers, who uh, is basically gonna gonna throw a quick screen and and make you think at least that's the goal. But um, their quarterback situation is actually on paper probably one of the more interesting in the conference, if not the country, just in terms of mystery and and what Arizona is gonna see. Mysterio. Um. Okay. Uh. Beyond quarterback. What sticks out on the offense, if anything? You know, they have weapons. Like, they're not completely inept. Um, you know, Scottabill, like I mentioned, has eight rushing touchdowns, 675 yards, averages 4.6 yards um, a carry. Uh, the big news for ASU in typical Arizona fashion, uh, DeCarlos Brooks, the running back, is coming back. He hasn't played since October 28th. How convenient. So, naturally, my man is back. Um, you know, against... Washington, he had 10 carries for 60, 63 yards. Against Washington State, he had 67 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he's, he's not bad. So that's a, a very solid running back combo. Those two guys will, will get the majority of the carries. Um, you know, receivers, they, they have talent. Elijah Badger is a very good receiver. And if he had a better quarterback, he'd probably have much better numbers. But 65 catches for 713 yards and three touchdowns is, is pretty good. Uh, he's gone over 200 yards twice against UCLA. He had 116 yards, and against Colorado, he had 134. And then in his new offense, he's going to get carries. He's going to get passes behind the line of scrimmage and see if he can do work. And, um, you know, he's he's kind of dangerous there, but uh, a, a very, very talented wide receiver. Uh, Conyers is another guy that very big, like a legit 270 tight end. Um, he hasn't been as good pass catching this year for the most part. Um, but you take a look, and he's a, a very good blocker. But again, like the last two games, Shelby, they're playing him at quarterback, and they're having him run. They're having him throw a quick screen. So he had six carries uh, against Oregon for 34 yards, six carries against UCLA for 14 yards. Um, but when that happens, they also kind of take him away as a receiver a little bit. Played really well against Washington State with 90 yards. Played really well against USC. Um, he's here and there. But again, super talented uh, overall. Beyond that, the receivers are kind of eh. Xavier Guillory was a big loss for them. Then they have Stolval, Troy Mayer, Bryce Pierre. Um, you know, nobody crazy good. But, again, you don't know with, like, with with Rashada, basically. Like, is Rashada 
spreading out the ball. If it's Borgay, it's not the receivers necessarily. It's more of Borgay. Like, you know, Conyers had 51 yards. Scott about 41. Stovall had a 33-yard catch when Rashada um, played against Southern Utah in that win. So he, he spread the ball out a little bit more against Oklahoma State. You know, you take a look at that Rashada game and another one. Uh, Badger had three catches. Conyers had four. You know, he, he spreads the ball out uh, a little bit more. So, you know, there's some talent there at wide receiver, but it's hard to to love him too much when you take a look at it because you, you need a guy throwing you the ball. Wow. I guess that we like ASU doing those kind of things. All I heard was blah, 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 ASU. Really. I'm just kidding. Um, beyond quarterback, I already read that. Defensively, how have the Sun Devils been this season? Uh, legitimately good. The issue is, again, it comes down to consistency. Like, I think ASU has a a very legitimate defense. Um, the problem is, like, you can only hold the team too much um, if, if your offense is just crap, right? Uh, they've also had some really bad games. Like, USC... Uh, they held to 42 points. You know, Caleb Williams killed them like he does anyone, but their run defense was awful. Marshawn Lloyd had 154 yards. But again, you look at their offense, it wasn't like dominant or anything like that. Washington State, they let up 27 points, um, but they stopped the run that game. Utah was the game that just completely got away from them, right? Like Utah uh, had 513 yards compared to 83. So you're like, okay, well, if ASU only has the ball – and is only putting up 83 yards, obviously field position and all that. But, um, but you know, Utah ran for 352 yards. Um, or, you know, and, and you take a look at the Oregon game, which we know about. Oregon ran for 140 yards, but they also passed for 463. It's almost like Brian Ward, the defensive coordinator, is kind of picking his poison the last few weeks um, against teams that are limited or one-dimensional. It, it doesn't work as well. Like UCLA had a fourth string or third string uh, quarterback, you know, ASU stuffed the run, played the run. Uh, Schley didn't really pass, but UCLA didn't run, right? And so, um, you know, it, it's something that you take a look at, and, and uh, it just feels that way overall. But they're an aggressive defense. My guess is they're going to throw a variety of looks at Noah Fafita, and, and they're going to be a, a challenge. They're, uh, you know, there's better defenses in the conference, but overall, uh, it's, a, it's a solid defense. Okay. Um, which players are likely to make an impact? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. I'm happy to ask, Jason. Uh, so, you know, the ACU defense has a, a couple guys I like. Uh, the number one guy that is probably my favorite player on the defense is um, B.J. Green. I'm partial to walk, guys that walk on and earn scholarships. He's 6'1", 270. He's very quick, fundamentally sound. He has six sacks, which is quite a bit uh, for an in interior lineman and it almost reminds me of Keon bars under Don Brown. You know, he was aggressive as an interior lineman. Um, beyond that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been mixed, right? It, it just, you know, I, I, I don't go by PFF for everything except when it helps make my argument as I like to joke around, but um, you take a look at, at ASU and uh, they have some guys that are legitimately good on defense. And then they have some guys uh, that are not legitimately good on defense. So um, you kind of just take a look at them defensively overall. B.J. Green is their highest-rated defender. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Ed Woods, 
Um, you know, he's a guy where he, he'll switch back, and he's he was highly rated. Uh, Deshaun Mallory has played well, the Michigan State transfer. He starts at defensive tackle. He's rated very well, even though he hasn't been tackling um, all that great. I think there's guys that you could take advantage of. Uh, Shamari Simmons at free safety has not played well this season, uh, especially in coverage. Um, Pate Romney at linebacker has not played well at all, according to the PFF stuff and, and just in general from what I've seen. Really, the linebackers overall for ASU are probably their weak link. Kaylee McCullough is decent, but Travion Brown, um, not my favorite. Tate Romney, not my favorite. So, but, you know, there's some guys uh, overall. Again, I like BJ Green. Um, they Deshaun Mallory is solid. CJ Fight is solid. That defensive line overall. Uh, is actually pretty good, Shelby. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would have liked them to be completely depleted, but all right. Um, what well, does Friday's results worry you if Oregon wins? At first, a little bit. And, okay. And, you know, Jed basically shut me down real quick when I asked him that. But I just show him the billboard. Yeah, you go in a, in a 24-hour period of, man, we might play for the Pac-12 title game if we win this and Oregon State beats Oregon. And if Oregon wins, you lose a large chunk of it. It's like, well, we're going to bowl game. Uh, and they're our rival, but... Yay! You know, it's different than they're our rival. And I'm not saying it's not important. It's very important for them to beat ASU, but there's obviously an added importance. We're like, man, if we beat ASU, we also go to the Pac-12 title game. Jed didn't seem concerned about it at all. I don't think it's a huge issue, but I do wonder if that's something that they kind of have to deal with. It could be an energy suck. But I do like the fact that they've been very open about it. And Jed's like, yes, we'll, we're very aware of the game on Friday. They're very well aware. Uh, I don't think it has any, he just straight up said, I don't think it has any meaning whatsoever for our game. The one thing you can kind of also say is like, it, nobody expected this at the beginning of the season where this was on anyone's radar. It's kind of like a fluke of fate at this point out of their hands. So it's hard to get too excited about something that you don't have. So hopefully, obviously we want Oregon. Oh, I hate even saying that. Freaking Beaver fans. I know Beaver fans were funny today because I was like, "We're all Beaver fans." It's all that. They're, like, <laughs> they're like, "We hate you, Jason." Like, well, Oregon East. State is not doing this for Arizona. Do not get that wrong. They hate Oregon more. I honestly more. think since we're recording this on Tuesday, I I don't think Oregon State has much of a chance. But I don't either. If it had been at Oregon State, they would have. Man, these... let's just make it close and make it a little fun Friday night. I know. I mean, there's. Oregon has lost it's a in horrible the past, matchup but for it's Oregon just State. not good for Oregon State. But we'll keep our fingers crossed, obviously, but we're focusing on the Sun Devils. What is the key to victory for Arizona? I'd like to see Arizona be aggressive early because I, I mean, I think Oh, you mean have... like scoring 21 points in the first okay, quarter? Shelby, you're very excited. I'm just saying, it's already happened. We already yeah. did it this weekend. <laughs> um, I think the thing is like, ASU's not... You're a maniac. ASU's not meant to come back from behind. So should ASU get down even like 14 to nothing early? Um, and, and Dillingham kind of insinuated this is a problem that A, they're just not built, but B, they, they kind of get down on themselves. Like they're, they're not that type of team that it's like, oh, we're still in the game. Like you could see it against Oregon. You saw it against Utah. They got down early and it was over. It was just over. I think if Arizona could put up a quick 14, uh, ASU's in deep shot. Like they're done. And then I'll never call a college football game early, but it would be very difficult for ASU to come back. Um, you know, with ASU, again, it's be prepared for, for anything. 
like Kenny Dillingham is whatever play he's ever learned. I can only imagine what it looks like in practice. He's not going to give any hints who starts at quarterback or anything like that. We're not going to know. Um, but you got to be prepared if you're Johnny Nansen for everything. And if I'm Arizona, uh, you know, North Athena has been very good at picking up the blitz. If ASU wants to blitz them, so be it. Utah tried it and got killed with it. Um, but I think they have to run the ball. Uh, I think if they run the ball and establish the run, uh, it is going to be a very long day for ASU because that's a, a very solid defensive line. Mm-hmm. And if you can establish the run against it, when you look at the teams that have established the run early, like a Utah, uh, ASU has not done well. They did not respond well. Do you know? Do you know what else ASU is not good at coming back from? What? Graduating. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and I think you also got to keep in mind, like Arizona is going to rotate a ton this week. Yep. And ASU just doesn't have the horses Depth. to rotate, so that'll be interesting as well. Nice. I like it. I like hearing this. Are you excited? Very. It's just thrilled. Jason's thrilled. Um, here's the question here's, of the day. You want to go first? Shelby the Witch? Shelby the Witch? Is that my nickname? Yeah, you want to go first? Sure, Juan Palabra. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 11 to know. You've lost multiple games. Yeah, because I have Arizona's record. Right. I'm 8-3. and three. I'm happy with that. This is a big one, Shelby. This is my no-hitter. This is our no-hitter. Um, we've talked about this. I actually... Um, already had my number before. So I, I think that, I think it's aiming high to think Arizona is going to lay out 70 on ASU because wow, this Shelby ASU, going with 80. Now, ASU team is a better team than Arizona was three years ago uh, when there was literally nothing going on for us that last year of someone. Um, but I do think, obviously, that Arizona will win. I predict Arizona win 45 to 10. I, I will give them a touchdown and a field goal. Interesting. That's what I got. Interesting. But I would not be surprised, caveat to that, that, that Jed Fish will just keep letting them score. He's not going to, like, maybe put his foot off the gas. He might sub out into the second string at some point near the end, but um, I don't think that it would be surprising if he did try to aim for that 70 because of that freaking billboard. Interesting. Okay. So Vegas basically believes that the final score will be Arizona 30, ASU 20. No. But the spread's about 10 and a half. I don't care. Um, I, I am a believer that this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. Boo. Uh, for a portion of the game. But I just think that overall depth. Fourth quarter. In, is a lot. Um, and again, I, I, I legitimately think if Arizona gets up early, ASU's done. Uh, I do wonder, like, the playbook and all that is way different with Rashada. They're going to throw deep. Arizona has struggled sometimes with teams that test the corners deep. Um, you know, ASU has one passing touchdown, they might get two. You know, if Rashada starts, if, if Borgay starts, I don't know how ASU scores with Ever. the way that I'm guessing that Arizona's going to be playing defense. Uh, my pick, Shelby, is Arizona, 35, ASU, 21. Good for you. Thank I'm you. I'm so glad for your number, Jason. Oh, my God. At least you picked Arizona. Well, I am perfect. I'm just I'm disappointed you didn't pick Annihilation. Like, this is a freaking rivalry game. We've been talking in the media. If you think Jed Fish went up 69 to nothing, mm-hmm. 
with like a minute left. Mm-hmm. With, is there any part of them that would consider going for two? I think consider, yeah. Let's see if it was 69 to seven. Is yeah. there any part that would of him that would consider? He wouldn't do it. He's classy. But it would be one of the greatest moments in Arizona. I think that... And it's not going to happen. I'm not predicting it. I think that it would be great if he did that. I think he should just say, hey, I just uh, did, did something from Whittingham's book. Kyle Whittingham would Kyle onside Whittingham kick it. Kyle Whittingham clearly would do it. He would onside kick it. He right would on. onside kick it, and he would go down the mattress just trying to get that ball back. So I have no problem with it. I told you if I was a coach, I would be such you're, a jerk. You are. Even a, you're not a coach, <laughs> and you're a jerk. And I am a jerk. Um, yeah, I... I could see it happening. It'd be awesome. It, it would be maybe one of the best, greatest moments. And what would you say, Shelby? I would scream at the top of my lungs in an ASU person's face. Not the press box? No, later when we're walking. Oh, later. Okay. Later when we're walking and they're okay. demoralized walking to their right. cars. Because I remember what it felt like when they did it to me. I would say, bear down, baby. Shelby, Arizona fans have rushed the field for 18 consecutive games. Should they beat ASU and it would be probably get arrested? Is it worth considering it? It's worth doing it. Bear down and you get on that freaking field and you stomp on that fork. Oh my God, Shelby. (laughs) Why? I can say that.